Hey everybody, this is Andy Leonard, and I am here on my back deck next to the Andy Weather Weather Station. Um, what is the Andy Weather Weather Station, you ask? That's a fantastic question. It's, um, it's really just a, an Accurite weather station that I purchased from Amazon.com, and it's mounted here on my deck. I actually recently relocated it. I did this yesterday or the day before to get it closer to the base station receiver because it was right on the edge of its connectivity and sometimes it just wasn't picking up uh, the latest data. The sound you hear in the background is uh, pecans um, in the fire. <laughs> so they make that noise, they explode. Uh, no one is shooting at me, I promise. Not now. Um, so, Andy Weather. You can learn more about it on Twitter, at uh, Andy Weather. There's also a website, andyweather.com. And what am I doing with this? Well, I measure weather data and I use this for training purposes when I deliver training on SQL Server and SSIS. This is real world data. It does things that um, uh, kind of your sample clinical data doesn't do, like it'll miss updates, for instance. Um, I'm actually uh, using it to run some experiments on Internet of Things or IoT because it's a collection of uh, instruments and it's picking up stuff here uh, from the sensors and it's pumping them into my base station which is located in my office which is right up there from where I am right now and then from the base station there's an application that uh, was developed by the Accurite people um, and it collects this data and it allows me to, to store it in a couple different ways. One way is um, I can put in a single file. Another way is I can create a file, I think, for each day. I do the single file option, and I've got a blog that I'm, I keep writing on this. I still haven't finished it yet. I apologize for that. It'll be at andyleonard.blog eventually, I promise. But it's a neat little experiment in IoT. So what I do is I've written a small application in C Sharp, very basic, and what it does is it picks up that file and writes it to Azure Blob Storage. Um, and then I scheduled it using Windows Scheduler. And I know that sounds really high-tech, right? But it's true. Um, I'm running it intentionally on really old hardware, and it's really underpowered hardware as a result of that. I'm going to be completely blunt with you. It's a um, an old e-machine. It has 2 gigs of RAM. The um, It's running Windows 7 32-bit. Um, it's, yep, it's that old. And so I've been, I've been able to experiment with this. One of the reasons I liked having the instrument pack at the edge of its range was I want to see how's it going to fail. What does it look like when it misses a reading or when it doesn't get an update? How does that, how's that recorded? What does that look like in the data? And this is, I consider, you know, very real world IoT scenarios. If you know, if you want to, to, to learn data and, and study databases and stuff like that, use some of the great sample databases that are out there. Um, AdventureWorks comes to mind, uh, Wide World Importers, Microsoft Samples, the old ones, Northwind and Pubs, um, Contosa, I still use those. Um, but, you know, if I want to learn something different than that, if I want to learn what does it look like when it fails? What does it look like when it misses an update? How do the instruments respond? 
then I need to do a different type of engineering approach. I need something that I think a little more real world. And so I am sorry, I'm laughing because of the exploding uh, walnuts or pecans rather. I'm sitting under the pecan tree here in the backyard. In fact, there, there is the pecan tree. Okay, I digress. Uh, Frank, edit that out. Okay, it, it depends. If you're live, you uh, you get to see this real world. Anyway, um, I like this. It wasn't terribly expensive. It wasn't cheap, but it wasn't terribly expensive. It does what I want it to do, and it's it's kind of allowing me the opportunity to to tinker around with these technologies to get a feel for how I address some of these problems. In fact, there were some problems I didn't even realize I'd encounter until I set this station up. So, what am I doing with it? While I'm recording this on September the 11th, uh, 2018, and I'm in Farmville, Virginia, and we have uh, Hurricane Florence, which is coming into the area. Um, the projection, uh, the latest projection that I saw was for 11 inches of rain. I almost said only 11 inches of rain. I know that sounds crazy, but the earlier projection about 24 hours ago was for 25 inches of rain. So. 11 is not so bad when you think about it in that context. Um, we're expecting flooding. We're expecting um, trees to take out power. Uh, we're, we're ready for any number of, uh, of emergency situations here. We've been under a state of emergency for the past uh, couple days here in Virginia as the, uh, as the hurricane approaches the coast of the Carolinas. Um, we're also praying for everybody. Um, hurricanes are not to be not to be played with and um, not to be underestimated this is a powerful storm and our biggest concern and in addition to the normal hurricane concerns of wind and thunderstorms and rains and possible tornadoes being spawned and stuff like that <clears throat> is that this storm is projected to stall and that's happened a couple times in the past in Virginia where storms have stalled. Uh, most rec recently, uh, Gaston, and I think just before that, Isabel. And when that happens, we have tremendous flooding because we're in the Piedmont region, which means we're between the mountains and the ocean. Um, and, and we get flooding here just from, you know, a couple of weeks of bad thunderstorms. We can, we can get flooding here. In addition to that, the ground is already saturated uh, in this area, in the Piedmont. We've had a good summer as far as rainfall is concerned, um, but uh, we had a good soaking rain a couple nights ago, and uh, there's been more rain on and off. Uh, not a terrible amount, but enough to keep the ground good and wet. That means that there's going to be less capacity for the ground to absorb rain when it comes, and it should come in the next 24 hours or so. That's when it, uh, when it should start. We should see tropical storm. Uh, level winds somewhere in the next 36 to 48 hours here that's the current projection and that's probably as bad as we're going to see here in Farmville they're going to get hurricane force winds on the coast of the Carolinas that's the again the current projection but every uh, every professional that does this for a living can tell you that they're just talking about probabilities the storm's going to go where the storm's going to go but um, there's a lot of really smart people um, projecting this. Wow, that was a loud one. And, um, you know, looking into it, one of the reasons I wanted to move this closer is I wanted to make sure that I capture as many readings as I can. Um, I'm a weather weenie. I'm not anywhere near a professional. I'm, I'm, I'm an observer. Um, I'm an engineer. I'm not a weather 
professional by any stretch. I, I work with data. And there's a, a lot of really interesting data that I hope to pull uh, from this storm as it comes by. You can see my anemometer there is picking up every now and then. This is just a breeze. It has nothing to do with the storm. I promise we're not close enough yet to, to have storm stuff. And uh, we have breezes even when there's not a hurricane in the area. But um, And also, we live on a very high spot uh, in our county. So we're okay for floods. What we're uh, worried about here is things like the pecan tree. Um, I'm not worried about the pecans exploding, but I am concerned about uh, the saturated ground getting even more water and then with any wind, and there will be wind, um, you worry about that weakening the root structure and perhaps the trees blowing over. So in, in particular, actually this pecan tree dropped a large limb a couple of nights ago. There was no wind. Um, we think it's because the burn barrel, the one that's, uh, that's exploding the pecans behind me, uh, is right beneath the branch that, that broke. But it didn't break where the burn barrel is. It broke more closer to the trunk. So we're really not sure exactly why it broke. But um, we pulled it down. It didn't quite come all the way down. But we pulled it the rest of the way down, sawed it up, and added it to the pile of uh, old dead trees we've been cutting down around here this summer and burning. So... Anyway, a little bit of a digression there, but I'm hoping that uh, the Andy Weather Weather Station right back there picks up some uh, some good data. Um, hoping to catch the barometric pressure drop as the storm approaches. Um, hoping to catch some rainfall, although since it's under the tree, I'd, I'd question the amount that it's here. It's certainly not anything uh, that that's going to be terribly useful. If you follow andyweather.com, you're probably going to see some updates over the next day or two. I'm trying to put as much data up there as possible. I'm going to try to put everything that the instrument shows me um, there. And um, again, the instrument has some, uh, it has some data in there from where it was before. There's some data kind of stuck in the buffer in the base station upstairs as well in my office. So I'm going to try and figure out how to clean all that out so that we can get kind of a good clean set of data from Hurricane Florence as it approaches and as it passes here in Farmville, Virginia. Um, one nice thing about the base station is if we lose power and or connectivity, then um, it stores days of data uh, in the base station. So um, I don't have a historic, a way to go back and look at history yet on andyweather.com. Maybe I'll get that up and running here. It's been on my list. I just haven't gotten it done in a long time. So maybe I'll be able to get that uh, posted before um, before too long. You'll be able to look at historical data as soon as it becomes available. But uh, right now, it just shows you the last reading that it got. You can see a trend of history if you look at twitter.com slash andyweather. Um, that tries to post information, I think, every 15 minutes. Sometimes it succeeds. Sometimes it doesn't. Again, it's not a very robust application. It's just some uh, some code I cobbled together in C Sharp and kind of threw over onto this Windows 732 machine. <laughs> so it's uh, again, it's an interesting um, study in minimally viable software, if nothing else. Anyway, uh, this is Andy Leonard with uh, Data Driven TV. And I'm going to try and come out here and catch uh, some more live streams as we as the storm approaches and maybe as it passes. Um, and so follow Data Driven 
on on Facebook you'll see these live uh, Frank will most likely turn this into a data point although Frank's on the road he's pretty good about this stuff so um, keep up with uh, you can also keep up with us at our website data driven TV anyway this is Andy Leonard from data driven TV